Hey guys, welcome back to Prince Sultan Air Base and another episode of the Phoenix and the Chief. I'm your host, Sergeant Stamford. General Walker and Chief Chaddock, aka your Phoenix and Chief, have a lot to talk about today, so let's get rolling. What's on your mind today, Phoenix? Hey, thanks, Amanda. I'd like to start by talking about uh, the next round of community standards. So I handed it out to uh, senior leaders across the wing and in a soft release. So I'm not going to sign it until the 1st of June. But it, and it goes into effect the 1st of June, but we're releasing it so that you know what to expect in the 1st of June. One of the uh, big changes that's gonna affect everybody is we're going to service-specific PT-only gear in the gym. And you won't be allowed into the gym if you don't have your service-specific PT gear on. Additionally, the Air Force has changed the parent document on dress and appearance. So ball caps, are being phased out on 31 May, so 1 June, no more ball caps. Now, if you happen to be here and you don't have a patrol cap, you may have a little bit of grandfather time as you rotate out. But really, if you got a patrol cap, start wearing that patrol cap come 1 June. And what I would ask is, as you start linking up with your replacements, make sure your replacements know that they can't wear a ball cap, they got to bring a patrol cap. Now, I have signed a policy letter that allows us to continue to wear floppy hats. And the reason is, is because we don't have a lot of sun protection and the floppy cap is the only uh, U.S. military issue item that we have that provides uh, protection to your ears and to your face and to your neck. So we're going to continue to allow people uh, to wear the floppy cap here at PSAP. I also want to take an opportunity to just talk a little bit about quarantine and isolation ops. So I'm really proud of the team, you know, as we're starting to, to churn people through uh, quarantine and isolation and get them back into the general population uh, and into their, their work centers. I'm really impressed with the discipline that's going on and what we're doing is working. Absolutely. And to make sure that we know that it's working, we're going to have a conversation with one of our Master Sergeants recently released from quarantine. We have the honor of having Master Sergeant Jeremy Taki with one of our fighter squadrons from Parts Unknown, and he's here to talk to us because he was recently released from our five-star tent quarantine area. So, Master Sergeant Taki, what could you tell us about your quarantine experience here at Prince Sultan? So, once we got off the aircraft and got bussed into the quarantine zone, it was, it was really formal and structured. Um, we got off the bus and we got our temperatures checked right away. They got us into our tents and that same day we actually got swabbed for COVID. We did end up with a few positives and in that situation they were isolated and then the tents that they were assigned to, those tent individuals were also put into separate tents and then their quarantine clock restarted. We worked a lot with the Q-Town leadership team to relay information and force standards. So we took a lot of time doing quality control checks around the Q-Town area to make sure people were maintaining that social distancing and just enforcing standards. It kind of gets monotonous doing the same thing every day because you don't have a lot to do. So it's important for people to, when they are coming inbound, to make sure that they have stuff that keeps them occupied. One thing I will add is that there is a Wi-Fi spot in the quarantine zone. That helps a little bit, but I will caveat that with the internet is pretty slow. It's enough to check emails maybe talk to family back home. Another thing I might add too is to bring some snacks because the food you get is pretty limited. They have hot meals that come out for breakfast and lunch and then you have an MRE for dinner. 
and that's for the whole 14 days. So if you like to have certain snacks, make sure you bring those with you. In your line of work as a first sergeant, you're responsible for maintaining uh, standards and holding people accountable through the act of discipline. We have some strict protocols for sanitization inside the quarantine slash isolation area. And we know that COVID is spread through droplets. And so there was some certain cleaning protocols that we had to follow. Can you talk to those things and how that was a challenge? Yes, sir. So each pod, which consists of six tents in a row, is responsible for their own latrine and shower. They only can use that one latrine in that one shower, and they're responsible for cleaning that. Each tent is responsible a different day for cleaning that shower and that latrine. So we have a small connex that's full of cleaning supplies, and then they're responsible for going in and cleaning the toilets, cleaning the, the sinks, doing a good mop job, making sure everything's sanitary and clean. That's great because this is going to set some expectation management for those people that are inbound to us as far as one what to expect when you're coming to the quarantine area two what to expect while you're waiting inside the quarantine area and how we're going to make sure that we prevent the spread of of covid hey mess sergeant thanks for coming and talking to us uh, and giving us some insight into your quarantine ops we look forward to what uh, you and your team all bring to the fight and we look forward to seeing you around camp and working with you Sir, and speaking of forces in the fight, why don't we go talk to our Army Air Defense guys and gals to see what they've been doing for us here at Prince Sultan Air Base. He's bounding down. Let's roll. Hey, everybody. So we are out on uh, Pat Site 15, and it's crazy. It's, it's like hot and sandy out here. It's totally different from the LSA. Hey, we got somebody with us. What's your name? Staff Sergeant Tetherington. Okay, where are you from? Lakewood, Washington. Originally? Yes. Deployed here from? Port Hood, Texas. And your unit is? 4588 Charlie Battery. Okay. And then uh, what training are we going to be doing today? We are going to be doing uh, MSE Reload. Uh, we are going to be showing you guys how to move cans, um, basically showing you how reload is done. Okay. So the cans are like a great big rectangular 30-foot long box that holds a Patriot missile. Is that right? Roger that. All right. So what, what's the first step? Where, where, are we, where are we headed? Well, the first step uh, right now, we're going to be uh, showing you my crew members first. All right. And then we'll be going through um, uh, tag training and then safety training. Okay. So I understand that there's three people that are going to be doing this reload. I'll be training you as a safety, and then the other two will be, be uh, trained why is, by... Why does the general get to be the safety? The highest ranking. Oh, that's some bull crap. I'm the most dangerous one here. <laughs> he is. That's actually right. accurate. Keep going, Sergeant. All right, so I'll be training you as a safety, and then my tags will be training you guys as tag operators to guide the can down to the uh, area where we need it to be. Okay. From right to left is a Specialist Palmer. He's my signal. PFC Brown, soon-to-be Specialist Brown, is a crew member one. And PFC Sanchez, soon-to-be Specialist Sanchez, is... Remember two, and then we got Specialist McDonald here. Specialist McDonald, All he's right. the uh, crane operator. He's going to be the one uh, tugging you and pulling you with those cans up there. Okay, so now we're going to we're going to watch the demo. Yep, you're going right? to watch the demo. We're going to exercise the crane, and then get some uh, can movement. Okay, it really sounds simple when you talk like that, but I'm sure it's uh, way more complicated than my little Arkansas brain will fathom. So we have the back <laughs> of the truck, and on the back of the truck is a little bit of a crane slash almost a little bit of mechanical arm that will lift up the weapons, the cans, and put them into place. 
And so we're going to learn how to do that. So right now they're getting the beam out. They're doing, they're doing their checks. They're hooking up their tag lines right before they start moving around the crane. Right. So if they can start moving this around, they're taking it out. They're hooking it up. And then when they're done with that, they'll be getting down. We'll, we'll come up. We'll do our checks. Okay. But right now, uh, the only thing we don't need to do is get up there and pull on anything. We just got to do a visual inspection. Right. Make sure everything's hooked up until that crane is moved and then the, the, the cables will come down. You want a hot rope, sir? Yeah, might as well. Okay, so we're up here on top of this can. My battle is Private First Class Sanchez is my battle. We're on top of this can and he is teaching me to make sure that it is locked in place and how to unlock it using a torque wrench. And this thing has to be a certain foot pound to be correct. PTO. Palmer. So we got a we got this little crane, mini crane on the back of it. It's in three 10-foot sections and we're extending it right now. We got a safety guy watching, specialist Palmer, directing traffic on that. I think we're gonna do some work about the hashtag get after. That's when Stanford signs off. Yeah, about to get this work in right now. They're uh, lowering down. We're about to pull the hook off and inspect the wire. You want to inspect the wire before uh, you ever put a load on it because if there's any cracks or frays on it, you don't want, um, obviously, you don't want it to snap. So. So what's happening right now is we're going through a little bit of OJT. They're demo performing how to take one of these cans off of the truck. They've hooked up the crane. They've got an I-beam supporting this. Uh, we got two guys on tag, which is kind of like a belay if you are rappelling down to keep this thing stable and from rocking back and forth and rocking up and down. These two gentlemen are very proficient at their job. They're watching this thing being very safe release the can here on uh, the center blocks. We're resting the, the rockets on the center blocks and now we're gonna go back and grab another one. All right, sir, we're gonna let you do your thing. All right, and then when you're done, come back for a man and question. Okay, very good. Hey, thanks for spending some time with the command chief and I. You know, uh, one of the things that I like to say is <clears throat> without air defense, we're kind of just a big fat juicy target out here. Uh, and it's 4580A with the, the Patriot, the THAAD uh, site here, and your anti-ballistic missile and counter UAS capability is, is what keeps us safe uh, on a 24-7, 365 basis. So thanks for that. So I want to turn it over to you guys. You guys got any questions of the command chief and I? Um, how, how much more often do you think will this Air Force slash Army conjunction with air defense will last for the future? For this base? Yes, in terms I, of cooperation. Yeah, I think that uh, it will stay as it is as long as we have an American footprint here. Uh, so, you know, we're, we have to defend the base, and the reason why we're here is the power projection capabilities that the, that the air, air field and the aircraft at the base brings to the, to the joint force. 
So I, I see this being a relationship that we will maintain and make better uh, as we uh, continue to integrate our capabilities. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, thank you for teaching myself, uh, the general, and Master Nimler your craft. It is like synchronized swimming. It is everything, everybody has to work together or you drown. And you guys have shown me what great teamwork looks like. I am very impressed with, uh, with my battle buddy Sanchez and Sergeant Nimler's battle buddy Brown and uh, the staff sergeant watching the, <clears throat> the single seat fighter pilot guy. So we are very happy to be out here learning your craft. I mean, this is something that the boss and I don't get to do often, but uh, you guys are model warriors, and we thank you for what you're doing out here in the dirt. Cool. Well, the general stole my closing once again. But thank you guys for, for allowing us to come out and see what you all do. Man in the Sand questions are always welcome. Feel free to hit up Public Affairs if you have any more. Stay tuned for the next episode, May 27th. Until then, stay sandy and stay cool.